You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is, everybody's got a purpose, so when I hear Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Good evening. Good Friday evening to you. Thank you for joining us again. We are live in the studio in beautiful Palm City. So thank you for joining us. So as we continue to go through this pandemic or this COVID season, folks, I'm here to encourage you this evening. We're still going to give thanks. We're still going to give thanks because of his promises. Okay. His promises. So thank you for joining us. Um, today we're going to talk, we're going to talk some financial topics, but you know, I have to tie it with the word. You know that we have to tie it with the word. Remember now we are in the studio, so you're welcome to call us 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. So I want to remind you, I want to remind you, I've been sharing some scriptures with you. And we're going to tie them together, continue to tie them together. In Jeremiah 29, most of us know about Jeremiah 29, 11, but I've introduced you to 29, 12 through 14, where the Lord told Jeremiah to tell the people, you know, if you seek me, if you seek me, you will find me. Yes. He didn't say you may find him. He said, you will find me. And it even gets better. You won't just find him. He will restore you. So as we go through this COVID season, I know there have been a lot of losses, losses of finances, losses of losses of health, losses of health, and losses of life. Yes, that has happened. That has happened. But with the, with the Lord remains faithful. Okay. So that was Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. I encourage you to look at that. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it says in everything we give thanks. So even though we are going through this pandemic, this pandemic season, we're still going to continue to give thanks. All right. Amen. But the Lord put a scripture on my heart to share with you as I was, because every time I'm coming to you, I ask him to guide me. And he put a scripture on my heart, and I just want to share it with you. It's First Thessalonians 4, starting in verse 13 through 18. So I'm going to read that, okay? Because I know there's a lot of despair. There's a lot of despair going on. And we're not demeaning and we're not minimizing what COVID is doing, but the Lord put this scripture. I'm going to share this scripture 
and you're going to see the topic. You're going to see how it ties with the topic, right? But let's get to the scripture first, okay? All right. First Thessalonians 4.13, the hope of the resurrection. Remember, we're, we're, we're still in resurrection month. We just cel- celebrate the resurrection. So we're going to talk about the hope of the resurrection. Verse 13, and now, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died. So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself would come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with a trumpet call of God first. The believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. Praise be to God. So what am I saying, guys? Jeremiah 29, we talk about where he says, you know, he'll never leave us. He's going he's to be here. He has a good plan for us. He has a good plan for us. So sometimes what was going on in Thessalonica was that the promise where people were dying. People are dying. It's like the season that we are in now. People were dying and the believers were fainting in the sense that, wow, these people have died. What will happen to them? And Paul came and was encouraging them what the Lord says that, yes, they have died. They have died. Just like what we are going through now. People are dying. People are dying. And we're not minimizing that. But our number one thing we can stand on is that hope. Because if they are believers, then here's what we do know. You just read it. You just heard it in First Thessalonians Thessalonians 4 verse 13 through 18. You just heard it. For those who have died, we know that. We're going to see them again. We're not minimizing it. We know that we're going to see them. But you remember there's a scripture in Corinthians where Paul even says, you know, he says, I wrestle with this because it's a win-win for me. If I die, then I'm caught up. I'm going to be with the Lord. But for you, it's better that I'm here that I can encourage you. So, folks, one of our hope as believers is that we know, we know how this story ends, okay? So so what topic am I going to talk about? Why I said that dovetails in it. What we're going to talk about today is estate planning. Yes, estate planning. Estate planning is one of those topics where sometimes... We don't want to plan for it. We don't want to plan for it because of different reasons. Sometimes someone will say, well, 
I am poor. I don't, I'm not a multimillionaire. So why should I plan for estate? Folks, it's not the quantity of what you have why you plan for estate. It's not the quantity. Because if you have a $1,000, that's your estate. For the next person who has a million dollars, that's his or her estate. The idea that we want to talk about is whether you have a thousand dollars or whether you have a million dollars. I want to encourage you that you want that money to go where you want it, right? Whether it's a thousand or whether it's a million. So I'm going to share six steps with you for planning for estate planning. Six steps, just six steps. We're not going to, we could go more, but I just want to give you six easy steps that, especially in this time that we're going through, where a lot of people, a lot of people, I think the last statistics we saw last night, um, there was like 49,000 people have died in America so far from this COVID thing. 49,000. 49,000. Wow, that's a lot of people. But here's the reality, folks. Here's the reality. More people are going to die. More people are going to die. You know, so we, I don't want you to stand like a deer in the headlight and says, oh, it's going to cap at 49,000. No, it's not going to cap, folks. So I'm not here to deceive you or mislead you. It's not going to cap at 49. So in the meantime... What do you do? What do you do? These are the six steps. I just want to encourage you because, because what's going to happen, folks? This too shall pass. This too shall pass. So just because we're going through this pandemic, I don't want you to take it that the world has ended. The world has not ended yet. Yes, it has ended for some. I'm not going to minimize that. But what about you? What about you who are still with us? What about you who people are depending on you? What about you who have loved ones? And this is the reason we do estate planning. Estate planning most of the time is not necessarily for us. Parts of it will be as I share with you. Okay? But. It's most, if you ask yourself, it's for those you love. Those you love or for a cause you love. What kind of legacy? Some people call estate plan, legacy planning and so forth. You know, so it's, it's, it's about that. All right. Remember, we are in the studio. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. Hubert McIntosh, your CPA and member of SOFA. Give us a call. Share with us what's on your mind. What we're talking about today, estate planning slash legacy planning. So here's number one. Remember I said I'm going to give you six. Just six topics, right? Number one. Oh, my gosh. I see it. It's not people are not planning. Number one is plan for incapacity. Yeah. Plan for incapacity. So sometimes someone will say, wow, if I plan for it, then I'm hoping or believing it's going to happen. No, that's not what you're doing. That's not what you're doing. You are planning 
you're planning for the worst in this case, but you're hoping for the best. You're hoping for the best, but I don't want you to be caught where you have no plans, okay? So please look into that. Plan for incapacity. So how do we do that? How do we do that? It is very critical that we have documents. Yes, that we have documents because one of the things that's happening, and I don't know how much you have been even following the news in the sense that, do you know you have people currently that they go into the hospital and there's nobody there to make decision for them? No, nobody make a decision for them. The hospital is making the decision on their own because these people who went in, they didn't do any planning, so there was no advance directive for health care. Yeah, no advance directive for health care because, because for you to, um, for the doctors, for you to talk to a doctor about a loved one, that loved one will have to have given some kind of power fraternity and healthcare directive because you can't just go and say, well, that's my sister. The, 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 the scary part is that a spouse, yeah, believe it or not, a spouse cannot even give healthcare directive on, on, on the other spouse without a document. And folks, the document is so simple. The document is so simple. I want to encourage you. It's a one-page document. A healthcare directive is just a one-page document. But the power of it is that you had signed it. You had signed it giving directive, giving directive that who should who can make that decision for you. Because, because of the HIPAA rules. The, the hospital cannot take it for granted that you wanted your spouse to do it. So I wanted to encourage you on that. You know, it's very simple document. All it is saying is that I, Mary, is giving John the right to make decisions for me in the case of my incapacity. And you say, wait, you said that word incapacity. What does that mean? A lot of times, sometimes it's where someone may be in a coma or someone may get a stroke or they can't talk and so forth. And depending on what kind of stroke it is, sometimes they can't write so they can make signs. But signs don't mean anything really a lot of times. So that piece of paper helps a lot of stress, I'm telling you, right? So that same person who is incapacitated now, so you have the health part because there are two parts to it. You have the health part that's where for the doctor and the hospital, but here's the other part. And folks, I am telling you this is happening. Do you know how many of those 49,000 people that have already died? Do you know how many of them had bank accounts and people cannot access the bank account? Yeah. They cannot access the bank account because their name was the only name on the bank account and they did not do a power of attorney or in some cases, and we're going to talk about wills later. Sometimes they did not do that because you got to remember the banks and the hospitals, they cannot, they cannot 
allow someone to make decisions on your behalf unless you had given that person. Okay? All right. So, remember I tell you, it's a very simple form. Both of these forms, you know, financial power of attorney and the health care directive. All right? You got that. So, we said we're going to give you six. That's number one in capacity. So, we want, remember now, make a note of it. Advance, you notice the term, advance directive for health care. The directive had to be given in advance. And the next one is a power of attorney for finances, right? So this is Hubert McIntosh. We are in the studio, live in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. Share with us what's on your mind. Any questions, any comments? Number two, part two. So we've done, we gave you one. Number two, you got to be organized. Yes, you got to get organized. You, you, you know what that is because here's what you're doing. Here's what you're doing when you get organized. Maybe you're already pretty well organized, but not in the way that would make sense to your loved ones if you suddenly weren't around anymore. Folks, we're doing our loved one a disservice if we're not organized. We're doing our loved one a disservice. You know, I'm just sharing with you out of love because a lot of times we says, well, well, wow, I don't feel like doing it. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to procrastinate. You're not helping your loved ones. Did you see that? I, I don't know if, if how many of you have been directly involved when someone dies and then you have to go into that house and you're searching for this, you're searching for this. You don't even know if the person had a, a will. You don't know if they had any kind of wishes where people are guessing their wishes. All right, folks. So, so as you realize, for some of you, our regular listeners, you realize what you just got. There was a, a little piece of what we shared with you two weeks ago. So, because it dovetails into what we want to share with you this evening, I want to wrap up and share with you what we have been doing. You know, we have been on the air for three months. Can you believe that? We started February 14th. We have been on for three months and these lovely people at WCNO, WCNO, the good news station. So make a note of that. If you know, if it's your first time listening, you can come back here. This is good ground. It's a good news station. We are in Palm City, Florida, beautiful Palm City. I tell you, oh my gosh, it is so beautiful. It's 83 degrees sunny beautiful beautiful this is hubert mcintosh your cpa a member of sofa sofa remember sofa sofa the society for financial awareness with the mission to bring financial education to america one community at a time and we have brought it to this community so we thank you for joining us remember we are live in the studio we welcome your calls your questions comments feedback because we want you to tell us if what we're doing, because our purpose here is to serve you. Yeah, it's to serve you. And if someone is serving you, one of the most important things that person wants to know is, 
are we serving you properly? Because then if we're not serving you properly, then we need to modify that or something. Because then if, if we're not serving you properly, then it's almost like self-serving, right? So we are in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100, all right? So let's get into it. So you have heard that. We, were, we, 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 we reminded you there, we were talking about estate planning. That program we did two weeks ago. You remember a statistic if you, that I shared in there. At that time, two weeks ago, there were 49,000 deaths in America. 49,000 people had died two weeks ago. So if you've been following the news, what do you think it is today? 49,000 two weeks ago. Today, it's 76,000. 76,000, folks. 27,000 people have died in two weeks. So do you see why we, you, you know, we're not, we're not minimizing it. We're not, we're, we're not expounding on what's going on. But we want you to be prepared. We don't want you we don't want you to stand like a deer in a headlight. We don't want you to put your head in the sand. We just want to bring reality to you. Reality. So it's not like we're expounding on what's going on, but we want to bring you as to a certain awareness. And that is our goal. That is our purpose, to bring awareness to you. So here it is. We reminded you about estate planning. All right. Let's ask yourself this. We don't have the statistics because we have not interviewed the family members. Ask yourself this or even take a guess. Take a guess. 27,000 people died since two weeks ago. 49,000 before that. So in the last five weeks in our country, 76,000 people have died. Do you want to take a guess? As, as I say, we can't we can validate it because we don't have the statistics for it. But let's talk. Let's talk amongst ourselves. How many of those people you think, if you were to even guess, how many of people, how many of those people you think had estate planning? How many? Ask yourself this. Even ask yourself around yourself. When you meet with your family members, when you meet with your family members, estate planning is not a beautiful topic. Families don't talk about it. Families don't talk about it. But here's what now. We are not trying for you to put your head in a sand. Because here's the thing. Whether we talk about it or not. Here's the reality. The reality is that we cannot stop it. People are going to die. And here it is. We're at 76,000. And I'm not saying. I, I, folks. I, I, I hope you can feel or sense my. Uh, I am not saying it. You, you know. Demeaning it. I am not. You, you, Wow, I, I can't even find the words for it, but it's 76,000. But the reality of it is, this is the reality. More people going to die. More people going to die. This is why I am encouraging you. This is why I'm encouraging you. Okay, so a scripture, a scripture laid on my heart for today. I want to share a couple of scriptures with you. You know, I, you, you know, I always do that. I want to share a couple of scriptures with you. All right. So we're going to look at Matthew. We're going to look at Matthew. I want to, I'm looking for, because I was reading it in, you know, different versions. You can read different versions. 
which one I want to share with you. You know, you know, each of us has our as their favorite version. Let let me go to all right, New Living. Let me let let's look at the New Living translation, Matthew six twenty five through twenty seven. Okay, you with me? Jesus teaching about money and possession. All right, six twenty five. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Here's this question I want us to ask ourselves. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. But here's the part I want you to grab a hold of. Ask yourself this question. This is Jesus asking this question. He says, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Ask yourself this question. Aren't you more valuable than the birds? Some translation said the sparrows. A lot of parties says sparrows are worth two farthings. And ask yourself, if our Lord takes care of the birds who are worth far less than you, will he not take care of you? And in verse 27, and ask yourself this, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So here is the reality, the summary of all those verses, the summary. You know what it boils down to? Our belief. What do we believe? What do we believe? A lot of times it's easy for us to say we're Christians and we're this and we're that. It's easy. But let's each of us examine ourselves. Let The word says, let every man, woman examine themselves. Let's ask ourselves, what do we believe? What do we believe? In other words, it says that I'm not saying do we believe, do we believe in God and we're going to ask that. But all right, do you believe that he's going to take care of you? Do you believe that? And, and, and sometimes it may seem like a rhetorical question, but do we believe? Because this, this, this trying time that we are in, it's a time where we will have to press in our faith. Our faith will be tested. Our faith is being tested, not will be tested. Our faith is being tested. And these are the things that we have to look at. Another scripture I want to share with you regarding on that same line. James 4, 7 to 8. James 4, 7 to 8. Because what it says there, our relationship with Christ it's not about Christ. <laughs> it's not about Christ. It's about us. Because it says, as we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. So it's about us. So with that being said, I just want to just tie those scriptures in to what we're talking about. Because we have been on, we have been on, and we have spoken to you about many topics. We have spoken to you about social security. We've spoken to you about Medicare, long-term care, caregiving, generational planning, estate planning, 
retirement planning, college planning. We have not gone into college planning with you. But here's the thing now. So we are in this pandemic season and we are saying some of you, your kids were getting ready to go to college. And, you know, these kids now are looking to you to give them the strength because because they're scared. I, I was just in a men's group um, on this was when this was this was Wednesday night. I was with a group of men. We have a virtual. Yeah, yeah, we have to modify. So so we have a we had a virtual meeting. And one of the brothers asked for prayer. You know what he asked for? This was this Wednesday night. This brother has triplet. Two girls and a boy. Triplet, right? All three are 19 years old. They're 19 year old, 19 year old triplet. Obviously, all three are gonna be 19. The triplets are 19. Last September, he became he and his wife became an empty nester. They live in Georgia. They became an empty nester because all three kids went away to college. All three kids went away to college in September. Guess what? The three kids are home now. The three kids are home now. So his prayer was to pray for him because he sees the challenge that his kids are having. They, 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 they can't cope. They are struggling with this time. They're struggling. So what, what, what's our responsibility? Our responsibility is to help them. Is to help them because guess what? If we show weakness, here's the reality of them. If they're looking to us and we are showing weakness, mm, that story is not going to be pretty. I'm telling you that story is not going to because they are looking to us. They are looking to us for strength. We go back to Joshua where you hear Joshua says, as for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Our children are looking to us to see how much we believe because it's all well and good to profess how much we believe verbally. But that's not what they're looking for. They're looking at you. How is mom and dad? How is mom and dad? They're watching you. You're thinking, well, they're just on their phone. They're just on their iPad or whatever. But they are looking to see how mom and dad is dealing with it. Yeah, they're looking for that. So this is a time where we have to draw on our faith. We have to draw on our faith. And in that sense, and, and, and folks, don't get me wrong. I am not minimizing it. I'm just trying to encourage you. Two, even though we're going through these seasons, it's such an uncertain times. But here's what we cannot stop doing, folks. We cannot stop planning. We cannot stop planning. So you ask yourself then, so you says, okay, Hubert, yes, you're on the radio and you're telling us the plan. But how do we plan? I'm glad you ask. I'm glad you ask. You have to look at the situation. Because each of us situation is different. Yes, we're all going through the pandemic season. That is common. We are all in this together. 
but each of our concerns also going to be different in the sense that I spoke when I was speaking about Medicare. I spoke to you about people who are getting to be 65 and because they are so confused and worried, they are forgetting to apply for Medicare. They're, forget, they're forgetting to apply for Medicare. Here's the challenge. If you don't apply for Medicare, so here's what's going to happen now. So you, are, you don't apply for Medicare. So you don't have the insurance. If, God forbid, something happens, you need to go to the hospital, you need to go to the doctor, you don't have the insurance. That's one part of the problem. But the problem also multiplies if you didn't plan. Because guess what? No, whenever now you apply, you're going to be faced with a penalty. You're going to be faced with a penalty. So I want to encourage you on that. Social security. I spoke to you about social security also. Social security, you're eligible to start at 62. So based on, you know, and just because you're eligible, it don't mean you should apply at 62. Don't get caught up in that. You need to plan. You need to seek wise counsel. You need to seek wise counsel because just because you're eligible for six at 62, it don't mean you take it at 62. You can take it at 63. You can take it at 66. You can take it up to age 70. So someone may say, oh my gosh, these are uncertain times. Hubert, why should I wait until 70? That's eight years down the road. What if I die before then I didn't get any money from Social Security? All right. That's a valid point. I'm not going to say that point is not valid. But okay, let's look at the other side of the coin. So what if you get to 70, you're still alive, and you don't know that you have 30 more years to live. But because you had taken it, because you had taken it at age 62, you're taking it at age 62. Here's what's not communicated. Here's not what's communicated to people. If your full retirement age is 66 or 67 and you take it at 62, you have lost 25%. Yeah, you're only going to get 75%. But here's what happens also. So you get to 66, which is your full retirement age. Social security from 66 to 70, it increases every year by 8%. 66 to 67, 67 to 68, 68 to 69, 69, it increases by 8%. So let's ask yourself now, you take it at 62, so you lost 25% right off the bat at 62. And then you take it at 66 and you fail now, you, 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 you're not getting that extra 8% per year. That's 32%. Did you just realize that you have just lost 57%? I know sometimes people don't look at it. You've lost 57%. That means if you had waited until, until age 70, where you could have gotten, yeah, you could have gotten $2,000. You've lost 57%. So you are getting, you're getting $860. When if you had seek professional guidance and waited and you're, you'd be getting 2000 that 2000 would be able to sustain you through to age 100 because remember the statistics i shared with you by the year we are now in 2020 30 years from now by 2050 there's a statistic that said 
by 2050, there will be 4 million centenarians. Centenarians are people who are 100 year old. Okay? Remember, this is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA member of SOFA. We are in the studio recapping, recapping some of the stuff we have shared with you over the past three months. These lovely folks at WCNO, the good news station, they have allowed me to be here for six months. But I believe we're going to be here longer, right? God's willing and by the grace of God, because we're going to lift up his name. We're in the studio. Give us a call. Give us a call. Anything on your mind. We're talking about financial education, financial literacy. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. We continue along, okay? All right. So what's the concern? So social security medicare long-term care long-term care is another one because here's the truth of the matter now here's the truth of the matter as i shared with you where people are aging it says there's another st- I, and i know you're gonna say hubert you're giving a go st- listen i have to give you the statistics to know what you're faced with it says for every person now, today, that's 65. Every person. Every person that's 65. Two out of three. Two out of three will need long-term care. Two out of three will need long-term care. If you're 65 today, two out of three. So you're looking at a husband and wife. They're both 65. One might be 65. One might be 66, 67. Guess what happened? So if you take one of them, that's 50%, right? But I just shared the statistics that it says 67% of people going to need long-term care. So here's the reality in that household. Husband and wife, 65 and 67, are looking at each other. You know the reality? One of them is going to need long-term care. At least one of them is going to need long-term care. And in some case, maybe two. So you ask yourself, if you're at that age or you're even near that age, and ask yourself, do I have a long-term care plan? It's, it, 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 sometimes it's a tough question. So we can deal with it one of two ways. You can stand there and you can sit there. You can pretend that you didn't hear me. You can pretend. But here's the truth. Pretending that you didn't hear me does not let the problem go away. <laughs> you know, so you can pretend all you want. You remember the scriptures I shared with you last week? I shared with you two scriptures. I shared with you two scriptures. I shared with you Jeremiah. Jeremiah, Ezekiel. I purposely put it, took it from two different parts of the Bible. Um, I think it was um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, I, I'm trying to remember. Ezekiel 7.27. Jeremiah 7.27 or Ezekiel 1.27, one of them. But the scriptures, you can look it up, you'll know it. Both scriptures where Jehovah is telling the prophet, one in this one case, Jeremiah, the other case, it was Ezekiel. It's tell him, go tell the people, go tell the people, they're not going to listen to you, but tell, but tell them, tell them. So here it is. Here it is. I am here 
God has brought me to this station. I firmly believe this. God has brought me to this station to tell you that. He has brought me here to educate you financially. Education, educate you financially. Because Hosea 4, 6 says, it says, my people, my people, my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. Perishing for lack of knowledge. So here I am a member of SOFA, right? SOFA is the Society for Financial Awareness. Our mission in SOFA is to educate, bring financial literacy to America, one community at a time. So wouldn't it not be a disservice if, if I am in this community and I don't bring it to this community and I have this message where God has placed this message on my heart to share with you. But here's what, here's what I cannot do. I cannot force you to hear. But he has commanded me to give you the message. He has commanded me to give you the message. So I am just delivering the message. I'm delivering the message. So if you sit there and says, well, no, no, I see you. Don't, don't even think you're cutting off the dial or changing the channel going to make a difference. It's still going to happen. The fact is the fact. You're 65. Two out of every three people, 65, is going to need long-term care. So if both of you, their husband and wife, and you're over 65, and you're thinking, oh, he's talking about them people over the railroad track. No, it's not the people over the railroad track. It's you. I am talking to you. I told you we're going to give you tough love. It's tough love we're giving you. We love you, but we're not going to keep the truth from you. Okay? Long-term care. Next one, I spoke with you last week. I reminded you. Caregiving. Caregiving. Caregiving is one of those where sometimes we want to sweep. We want to sweep under the ground. But here's the reality of it. Here's the reality of caregiving. What has happened with the generation, the current generation, baby boomers? Let's look at when I say current generation. Oh, millennials, please, I apologize. I'm talking about the baby boomer generation. I mistakenly inadvertently use the word current. It's the current me. You know. So I think we have I think I think we have a caller. Let me check this caller out. Caller went. Okay. Let's continue. Let's continue. So all right, caregiving. Here's what's happening. Baby boomer generation. The baby boomer generation are people between 46 that were born between 46 and 64. So if you're in that bracket between 46 and 64, you're considered a baby boomer. Here's the challenge with the baby boomer generation. Here's one of the challenge. You know, we have different challenges and we have different pluses. Yes, I'm one of them. I'm in that, I'm in that, I'm in that category. So here's one of our challenge as baby boomers. It, it's the baby boomer generation is considered the the, the the sandwich generation. It's the first generation in history that is taking care of children and parents. Yeah. This has never happened in America before. It has never happened in America before because up until 1950, 60, the average lifespan was 62 years old. You didn't have people living till 100. 
No, it was average with 62 in America. It was average, but because of medical science now, it's common now that people are living till 90, 95, 100. But here's the challenge, folks. You're not going to get to 100. You Very few people going to get to 100 without needing, without needing some kind of caregiving. Because our body is not made up to sustain through that. We get to a certain age. Let's use 65 since we were already talking about 65. Our body starts diminishing. Our body starts dimi diminishing. You know, our bones start aching. It starts getting weak. Our eyesight, our eyesight start going and so forth. So that is the challenge. These are the things that we have to deal with. And when that happens, then we're going to need some kind of caregiving. So here's one of the common myths. Here's a common myth out there. Oh, well, uh, mama, mama and papa are going to be okay because one of the children going to take care of them. Really? Really? The children are going to take care of them. But that's not documented. Nobody make any promise. So mom and dad has four children, right? And you're saying, okay, the children going to take care of them. Which one of the children? Which one? Which one? Here's what's, here's what's happening, which I believe, this is my opinion. Sometimes I give you facts. Sometimes I give you opinion. Here's what happened. Here's what I have seen as a CPA and a financial advisor. Here's one of the sad things. You have four children, right? Or three children, whatever the amount is. And they all have the same mom and dad. But the sad part is they're looking to junior because Junior has more resources. So all the other three says, well, oh, oh, Junior going to take care of Mama. That's not fair. If it's, if it's four of us and it's our parent, there's supposed to be a discussion. But a lot of times we don't have these discussions. And then when it happens, what I'm seeing, families are breaking up because this is not discussed. Mom is not discussing it. Dad is not discussing it. The children are not discussing it. And, and nobody's discussing it. And remember last week I spoke to you. Here's the thing. Sometimes we think osmosis. I don't know many of you did bio. Osmosis can't take care of it. Osmosis takes care of plants. For those of you who don't know what osmosis, osmosis is how plants develop, where the rain will fall and then the sun shines. So the rain fall on the plant and the sun and the sun shines on it. And then that plant continues to grow and grow beautiful. That's called osmosis. Because nature, nature is taking care of the plants. That's how awesome our God is. He makes nature that nature can take care of itself. Here's a here, here's a statistic. Here's something I'm gonna share with you. And please please don't throw rocks at me for this. All right, we're going through COVID season. Do you see anything going wrong with nature? Ask yourself. Do you see the trees worrying? Do you see the birds? The birds are flying. They're flying. They're singing. You look at some places, the lions, the lions in places where lions would have to hide because people were hunting and killing them. Lions are just basking in the sun, in the streets. Nature 
Nature don't need our help. God has taken care of nature. Nature can take care of itself. So that's what I say. Osmosis takes care of plants and trees. But here is the thing. Osmosis cannot take care of your loved ones. Osmosis cannot take care of mama. Osmosis cannot take care of papa. We have to make a plan. We have to come together. We have to have a plan. Oh my gosh. You guys that you guys that calling. I don't know if I am just shocking you or I promise you. I told you I love you, but I promise you tough love. I have to give you the message. I have to give you the message. I cannot water down the message. I cannot water it. I have to share it with you. Okay? Caregiving. So that's another topic. We talk about the estate plan. Remember, we talk about the estate plan now. And I, I wanted to dispel that myth with you where and said sometimes we think estate plan is for rich people. But guess what? You want to know the truth of the matter? We are all rich. We are all rich. We are all rich. It boils down to how do we define rich? But we are all rich in the sense that if you have a thousand dollars, I shared this with you before, that's your estate. If the next guy or girl has a thousand, has a million dollars, that's their estate. Don't get caught up by looking at what the other person has and says, I don't have what they have, so I don't have to do this. No, we all have to make our individual plans. You can't look at the neighbor and says, oh my gosh, your neighbor is doing this. Your neighbor will do that. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, yeah, you know, in the sense. And don't, I'm not diminishing that. No, don't get me wrong. Because you remember the lawyer now that asked Jesus. Remember he asked Jesus, Master, what's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment? You remember what Jesus said? Oh my gosh. He says, love the Lord God. Love the Lord God. All of your what? Your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Do you know? Do you know? I, 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 I'm, I, I'm going to drop this on you. Do you know many people hear that scriptures and some of them hearing that scriptures for 40, 50 years and they don't even know what it means? Do you know that? Do you believe that? Heart, soul, mind and strength so we're going to talk about two of them are from that you know <laughs> the heart is how we feel how we feel but here's the strength here's the strength we're going to talk about strength because strength is not sp spoken about because a lot of times you know we have faith and we don't believe that strength comes with faith but what did james says faith without works is dead the Lord helps us to do, he, 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 he wants us to do something, our strength. We have to use our strength because it's in our strength. Even when we are weak, he is made strong. But you go back, what did he ask Moses? When Moses thought he couldn't do this, he said, oh my gosh. He, he says, what is it that you have in your hand? What is it that you have in your hand? So sitting down and says, I don't have this, woe is me. That's not, that's not spiritual. That's not scripture. Woe is me. What is it that you have in your hand? 
It's, it's all over the Bible. You go to the widow, the widow of Zarephath. The widow of Zarephath, she had that last meal. And the prophet says to share it. She had to exercise faith. You remember the other widow? I think it was another widow, whereas she didn't have anything. She didn't have anything. I don't remember if she was a widow. I'm trying to remember. But the prophet asked her, get some, get some jars. Because they were going through a famine. Get some jars. Get some jars. And oh my gosh, you pour oil in the jar. And th them jars just keep filling up. Them jars just keep filling up. There's so many examples we have given. The Phoenician woman. Remember the Phoenician woman? Because what happened, so what oh, her blessing came about is that she had an extra room. She had an extra room and she planted she, she plant into good soil. She made room for the prophet. So what I'm saying, we have to use what we have in our hands. Oh my gosh, time is up on us. We only got a few more minutes. We're in the studio. Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, a member of SOFA, SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing you financial education, financial literacy in America, one community at a time. We're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. So what I want to remind you of, I know I've shared it with you before, but I want to remind you, um, we have created a website for the program. It's called Financial Educational, financialeducational.com, financialeducational.com. So if you go on there, there's a bar there called the podcast. So what we have done, we have recorded some of the programs and some of the programs have been is there where you can listen to past programs, okay? On the financialeducational.com. And WCNO, where we are, I have to give them this plug. Let me tell you, oh my gosh. We have been improving the website, WCNO.com. What we have now, when you go on the website, on the left bar on WCNO.com, you see there's a, there's a link there called On Demand. Yes, On Demand. So what that is doing is that the past programs, the past programs, and we, we have to plug everyone in that sense. It's not just our program. It's not just financial literacy. You have different programs there. You 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 know you can you can you can check out Trevor Banks. Trevor Banks is there also. You have, so we started with the local programs, whereas the on demand is there, and you you know where if you miss a program, you can go check it out. Like this program today, you you know when you go there. On that left bar under on on demand, you're gonna see the financial financial education financial literacy program. If you go, you're gonna see it also. The program is there for last week, so that is what happening. So so you have two places. You have two places. You can go wcno.com on the on demand. You can go financialeducational.com and you look under the podcast. And it's dear. I know sometimes you will miss a program, but the programs are there. So, so I just want to encourage you folks. Um, 
with the last couple of minutes that we have in the sense that yes covid is there we're going through pandemic season yes it's there it's there but putting our head in the sand will not fix it and standing like a deer in the headlight is not you know our fate is being tested where we 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 just have to draw near to god we have to seek him we have to seek him we have to seek him and sometimes it says that we seek him and he will satisfy the desires of our heart and sometimes we minimize that verse the desires of our heart he wants us to communicate what our desires are because if our desires are in line hallelujah that's a praise hallelujah if our desires are in line with him he promised us that he will satisfy the desires of our heart but guess what you have to have a desire he can't satisfy something you don't have you go back to abacuc 2 2 what did he say to what did jehovah says to abacuc he says you have to write the vision you have to write it you have to write it and you have to write it plain so that the runner can run with it did you guys ever wonder who's that runner <laughs> do you guys ever stop to think remember we all have angels we have our angels are there working that's my interpretation you know i, I don't know someone may disagree someone <laughs> may disagree but i believe we have angels our angels are there to do our bidding but if we don't have any bidding you know you know sometimes our angels <laughs> Our angels are just waiting on their assignment and we are not giving them any assignment. <laughs> we are not giving our angels assignment. They are waiting for us. So this is where the part comes in your desires of your heart. Write the vision. Write the vision. And in this time when I say part of the planning, I don't want you to get caught up on which one to do first. Here's what you do. Here's a, here's a simple list. List all of those that you have heard me talk about and if it's related to you. Social Security, Medicare, long-term care. And you just make that list and then you just seek the Lord in prayer. I am telling you this. Seek the Lord in prayer and he will just bring it. He will illuminate it. He will illuminate it and you will get your marching orders. You will get your guidance. So, oh my gosh, I just thank you. My brothers and sisters, I thank thank you i love you i want to encourage you as we go through this season this too shall pass but we have a hope so i thank you this is hubert mcintosh your cpa a member of sofa bringing you financial education you take care i love you be strong and i will see you next week Thanks for joining us this week on the Financial Literacy Show, the show centered around providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SofaUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go down, down, down in history. Has another blood faithful member of the Yeah.